ان الحمد لله احمده واستعينه واستغفره واستهديه واعوذ بالله تعالى من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبد الله ورسوله وصفيه من بين خلقه وخليله بلغ الرساله وادى الامانه ونصح لهذه الأمة صلوات الله وسلامه عليه يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما My dear brothers and sisters I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bless this community and hope that we all have a better year than the past year and in the beginning of this year I wanted to talk about something very basic however tonight inshallah I want to discuss with you a very important topic one of the most wished um, elements around this time of the year is happiness and happiness means different things to different people. And then there's that whole debate about happiness being the result of success. And those who disagree with that and say no, happiness is what leads to success. Happiness is the ultimate pursuit of every human being. And we have this whole debate about it, something that started long time ago. And I intend today just to share with you a very simple concept. But before I do that, I would love to have, inshallah, all of you squeeze and fill in all the gaps. Leave no gaps. If there is a gap between you and the person next to you, try to just squeeze in, inshallah, azawajal, due to the rain, we won't be able to have anyone stand outside or pray outside. So if you can, inshallah ta'ala, squeeze in. I see a lot of gap, you know, almost... Each row can, can take two or three more individuals, inshaAllah. So this simple concept begins with the story of the arrival of the first human being to this planet. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told Adam and Hawa, وَقُلْنَا يَا آدَمُ اسْكُنْ أَنْتَ وَزَوْجُكَ الْجَنَّةِ Enter Jannah, live in Jannah, and everything was given to them. All means and elements of happiness were granted in Jannah. The ultimate success, the ultimate prize was handed to them. It was given to them. So they were granted this access to Jannah. And in another surah, Allah says, You're not going to feel any hunger in it. Right? Everything is given. Can you imagine a life like that? And that's something that we're all hoping for in Ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not to deprive us from that due to our own sins. Right? Jannah, the ultimate prize. Adam and Hawa were given this. Then there was that sin or mistake. 
and the cost was to come to this planet. So coming to this planet was, if you will, a demotion, a downgrade. And the test was, make it back to Jannah. The goal was, make it back to Jannah. Adam's, alayhi salam, Adam and Hawa, Adam and Eve, our parents, their ultimate goal and their focus in life was how to make it back to Jannah. Now, for Adam and Hawa, they experienced Jannah. They knew what Jannah was like. Right? They told their children what Jannah was like and what Jannah is and how they should work hard to get back to Jannah. Right? And the children told their children. And then at some point we lost track and we forgot. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, every generation that keeps getting distracted with this dunya, which means the lowest or the lower, right? Every time we settle for this, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sends us prophets and messengers to remind us. And then other things happen in our own individual experiences and lives. We have all these things that are happening to remind us that this dunya is really not worth it. And that there is something bigger that we should be aspiring for. Something that we should be looking forward to. And inshallah, this Sunday, inshallah, Azza will talk about that as well. This whole weekend, inshallah, we'll focus on that. Allah Azza in the Quran says, Qad Successful are the believers. And then Allah Azza tells, tells us what the roadmap is to, to that beautiful place. Today, I would like to share with you three major, three major ways to enter Jannah or to get back to Jannah and three practical ways, right? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran makes it very clear that وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ أُولَٰئِكَ أَصْحَابُ الْجَنَّةِ هُمْ فِيهَا خَالِدُونَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told Adam and Hawa that I will send you guidance and those who follow my guidance there will be no fear upon them nor shall they grieve and then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told them that those who believe in Allah azza wa jal, maintain their belief and do righteous deeds will be indeed the dwellers of Jannah. They will live in it forever. In another surah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Those who believe in Allah, those who believe in Allah, the giver of Jannah, the creator of Jannah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the Lord of Jannah, those who believe in Allah and they say Allah is our Lord and then they live an upright life when the angels come at the time of their death the angels will let them know right, that you should not fear you should be at peace today and there will be no grief after this day for you. Yes, there will be grief for the members of that individual uh, who's passing away. There, there, there will be sadness and sorrow around that individual. But that individual, that would be the happiest day for that individual. The day they leave. That's why the Prophet Wasallam said that when the believer sees what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has prepared for him or her at the moment of their death, they will be cheerful and they look forward to that, what Allah, to what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has prepared for them. The Prophet himself, Aisha, said that when the Prophet right before he passed away, the last words that she heard from him was, Rafiq al-A'la. Nay, I'd rather be with the highest companion, meaning Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
She said, That's when I realized that he's been, the Prophet has been told that he's, he's about to die. And the Prophet was given the choice to stay or to go. And the Prophet chose to go. These were the last words that she heard from him. Before his soul, his blessed soul left his pure body. Right? So the believer looks forward for that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has prepared for her or for him. So at the moment of death, the angels come and they tell that person, لا خوف عليهم ولا هم يحزنون. Right? That you should not grieve and there will be no sadness on you. وَأَبْشِرُوا بِالْجَنَّةِ And today you're going to have access to Jannah. التي كنتم توعدون. Anas ibn al-Nadr on the way to Uhud to defend the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam when everyone was fleeing the battlefield. Sa'ad ibn Mu'adh stopped him and he said, where are you going? Medina is in the other, you know, where everybody's fleeing. It's the other way. He said, where are you going? Sa'ad was asking Anas ibn al-Nadr, where are you going? This is the wrong direction. Anas ibn al-Nadr told him without any hesitation, he said, Al-Jannah. Jannah. Warabba al-Nadr. By the Lord of al-Nadr. He swears by his own Lord, by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he says, Inni la ajidu riha uhud. I can actually smell it. I can smell it. Right? It's calling me. So he went and fought. Radiallahu anhu wa So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives glad tidings to the believers who believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and follow his commandments subhanahu wa ta'ala that and do righteous deeds that they are granted Jannah. So that's the first major cause or uh, gateway to Jannah. The second one is the concept of taqwa. Taqwa. Being fearful of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ala inna awliya Allah la khawfun alayhim wa lahum yahzanun alladheena amanu wa kanu yattaqoon. Taqwa is one of the major causes for someone to enter Jannah. And the Prophet وسلم, was asked, right? And the Prophet وسلم, in the hadith when he was asked, what qualifies most people to enter Jannah? The Prophet وسلم, mentioned two elements. One of them was taqwa, the fear of Allah, to be mindful of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To be mindful of Allah Azza Mindfulness is something that many of us are very, you know, are really struggling with. We find it to be very difficult and challenging because we have way too many distractions. And maybe tonight, inshallah, when we talk about what comes before happiness, right, we, we will shed some light on you know, being able to cancel the noise and the distractions because we have a lot of distractions around us. So mindfulness, just to be aware of your own reality and to be aware of the presence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in your life and to think about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as much as you can, every moment, every day, every night, every step that you take, whether it's major or minor in your life. You think about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, is this going to please Allah or not? This type of... Um, this, this, this type of attitude is going to qualify the person to enter Jannah, to be amongst the dwellers of Jannah. The Prophet ﷺ in this hadith, he mentioned something else. He said, Taqwa Allah, 
قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم تقوى الله وحسن الخلق to be to have the fear of Allah عز وجل and to have good manners to have good manners to have good character that qualifies most people to, in, to enter Jannah the people of Jannah if the people of Jannah are surveyed oh, and they will be the people of Jannah will be asked how did you end up here? Right? One of the most common answers, some, some of the top answers the people of Jannah will give is the way they treated other people. The way they treated their fellow human beings. The way they treated everything. The creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the opposite is true. The people of Hellfire, when they're asked about what caused them to enter Hellfire, and inshallah azawajal, we'll discuss this, uh, this Sunday inshallah. We have Sunday breakfast. Uh, inshallah azawajal, and we'll talk about the verses that talk about what causes most people to enter Jannah and what causes most people to enter Hellfire per the Quran, according to the Quran. Inshallah ta'ala. Join us this Sunday. So, when the people of Hellfire are asked, part of it is the way they treated other people, the way they treated God's creation. Right? The Prophet wasallam in the hadith told us that a woman entered Hellfire. She used to be Apparently, she used to be righteous, or people thought that she was righteous. But she was an abusive person. She was cruel to a cat. The Prophet ﷺ said, دَخَلَتِ النَّارَ فِي هِرَّةِ Cat. حَبَسَتْهَا She held that cat against its own will. Right? She abused that cat. حَبَسَتْهَا لَا هِيَ أَطْعَمَتْهَا وَلَا هِيَ تَرَكَتْهَا تَأْكُلُ مِنْ خَشَاشِ الْأَرْضِ she neither allowed the cat, she neither fed the cat or allowed it to go and feed on its own. But instead, she held it. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala caused her to, help, to go to hellfire because of that. subhanahu wa ta'ala. Right? And subhanAllah, every time I come across this hadith, I'm, I say to myself, what is going to happen to those people who torture large populations of people? who torture human beings, who torture children and women and innocent people. Hold them against their own will. You know, take away their freedom from them. And then abuse them. Physically and emotionally. So how you treat other people, good conduct. Aisha radiallahu anha said, she, she reported, the Prophet told the Sahaba, Right? That one of you may reach the degree or the level of someone who prays at night and fasts, voluntary fasts. You know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala promises these people who, who pray extra prayers and they fast not only to enter Jannah, but some of the highest places in Jannah. So the Prophet said that an individual, an ordinary individual, may be able to achieve and attain the same level due to his or her good character because of their conduct and how they treat fellow human beings. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make you and I of those who humble themselves, those who overcome their weaknesses and their shortcomings. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us of those who listen and follow the best of what they listen to.
الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على عباده الذين الصفا وبعد. If we can squeeze in a little more, inshallah ta'ala, and make more space for our brothers and sisters, that would be great. The third major element that will allow you and I, inshallah ta'ala, to enter Jannah by the grace of Allah is to obey Allah and His Messenger. That whenever we are told to do something, is to listen and obey. وَمَنْ يُطِعِ اللَّهَ وَرَسُولَهُ يُدْخِلْهُ جَنَّاتٍ تَجْرِي مِنْ تَحْتِهَا الْأَنْهَارِ وَمَنْ يَتَوَلَّ يُعَذِّبْهُ عَذَابًا أَلِيمًا Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says whoever obeys Allah and his messenger Allah azza wa jal will allow that person will admit that person to Jannah Abu Huraira reported that the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said listen to this hadith the prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam كل أمتي يدخلون الجنة إلا من أبا. Everyone in my ummah will enter jannah. Every single person in my ummah will enter jannah. And ummah here can be defined as the 1.8 billion people now, and those who came before them, and those who will come after them, or all 7. Point something billion people who are alive now. And those who will come after them and those who were before them. Right? <coughs> everyone. Everyone that came from the time of the Prophet and until the end of time is from the Ummah of the Prophet. Some responded, scholars define uh, consider them to be Ummah al Ijaba, those who actually answered. And some are in defiance and they turned away. Ummah al Dawah. And they're the ones that we we're supposed to reach out to. Right? So the Prophet says, My Ummah. Everyone in my ummah will enter Jannah. Illa man abba, except those who refuse. The Sahaba said, who would refuse Messenger of Allah? So the Prophet said, Man ata'ani, dakhal al-Jannah. Whoever obeys me, listen to what I have to say, and follows me, will enter Jannah. Waman asani, and whoever turns away from me and disobeys me, faqad abba, is the one that refuses. Very simple formula. Hard to, of course, implement and follow, but very simple. Man jannah. Very simple. Whoever obeys the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Whenever you have, now someone might say, okay, what does that look like? Anytime you're told that the Prophet sallallahu said something, and there is a good possibility that the Prophet sallallahu actually said it or did it, and you follow it, you're good. And anytime you know for sure that the Prophet sallallahu said something, or there is yeah, most likely there is a good chance that the Prophet said it, and you decide to ignore it and walk away from it. You are at the risk of losing your share or your chance to enter Jannah. Then, brothers and sisters, the Prophet in the Hadith told us about many ways to enter Jannah. I would like to highlight three of them, inshallah Taala, if you allow me. They are very relevant uh, in, in in every way uh, when you think about it. Um, for those of us who are here today. One is going to the masjid. The Prophet wasallam said, going to the masjid frequently, right? مَنْ غَدَى إِلَى الْمَسْجِدِ أَوْ رَاحَ أَعَدَّ اللَّهُ لَهُ فِي الْجَنَّةِ نُزُلًا كُلَّمَا غَدَى أَوْ رَاحَ This is an authentic hadith. The Prophet wasallam said, every time you go to the masjid, whoever goes to the masjid, Obviously, to go to you know pray and join the jama'ah, 
every time you go there and every time you, you know, whether it's in the morning or in the evening, right? Every time you go to the masjid in the morning or in the evening, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will prepare lodging for that individual in Jannah. Every time. So that's number one. Has to do with the masjid. Every time you go to the masjid, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala prepares a place for you, lodging for you in Jannah. In other words, if that person is gone on their way to the masjid or on their way back you know, from the masjid or between their trips to the masjid, even if it's at home or at the hospital or, or anywhere, that individual who, who's, whose life, whose schedule basically revolves around the masjid, Right? That person, inshallah ta'ala, is from the people of Jannah. Right? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I mean, I've, imagine someone basically on their way to the masjid, on their way back to the masjid, and their moment comes. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has prepared lodging for them in Jannah. According to the Prophet sallallahu in an authentic hadith, where do you think they're going to go? There's a lodging that Allah azza wa prepared for them, that, that, is a, you know, that wait, you know, awaits for them. Of course, obviously that's where they're going to go. So that's one. Number two, the Prophet sallallahu said, and subhanAllah, this is one of the few ahadith that was reported by none other than Uthman ibn Affan. Someone that gave out of his wealth more than anyone else. When the Prophet sallallahu asked for a property to be purchased so that the masjid can be expanded, the first person to come forward was Uthman radiallahu anhu. He paid for the whole thing. And Masjid al-Nabawi was expanded, doubled the size of the masjid was doubled because of that property that Uthman bought and the Prophet sallallahu said whoever does that is guaranteed Jannah so Uthman radiallahu anhu said that he heard the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam and obviously he was one of if not the main person that actually responded to that he said that, that he heard the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam saying man bana masjidan yabtaghi fihi aw yabtaghi bihi wajhallah Whoever builds a masjid, house of worship for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah will build something equivalent or similar to it for him in Jannah. A property, a house. In another hadith, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam was reported to have said, whoever builds a house for Allah, even if it's as small as a nest of a bird, Allah will build a palace for him in Jannah. So yeah, you want to expand the masjid and make it big, inshallah ta'ala, your property in Jannah will be bigger, inshallah azza wa jalla. So this is another, another way we can earn a place for ourselves in Jannah. Last but not least, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam talked about what we say after the salawat. Praying five times a day and saying, sitting after the salah and saying subhanallah and saying alhamdulillah and saying Allahu Akbar. These are very simple practical steps that the Prophet ﷺ told us. And reading Ayatul Kursi after each Salah will qualify you to enter Jannah. A hadith that I wish I had discovered long time ago, that I learned recently, maybe in the past two, three years. The Prophet ﷺ in the hadith said, whoever prays five times a day and does remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala after each prayer, and then recites Ayatul Kursi. There will be nothing between that individual in Jannah except death. In other words, death will lead them 
straight to Jannah. These are three steps, brothers and sisters, that we can take advantage of. Right? Come to the masjid regularly. Participate in building and maintaining the houses of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Right? Sit in the masjid and remember Allah azza wa jal, mention his name, celebrate the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Read ayatul kursi and inshallah you will be guaranteed jannah bi'idhnillahi azza wa jal. I ask Allah azza wa jal to bless this gathering of ours and I ask Allah azza wa jal to gather us together in jannah in the presence of our Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and our righteous predecessors. Allahumma azza al-Islam al-Muslimin. Allahumma abrim al-Ummati al-Islami amra rushdi yu'azzu fiha ahlu al-ta'ah wa yuhda fiha ahlu al-ma'asiyah wa yu'maru fihi bil-ma'roof wa yunha fihi an al-munkar. Allahumma inna nadra'u bika fi nuhuri al-zalimin wa nu'idhu al-Muslimin bika min shururihim. Allahumma aghithi al-Muslimin al-Mustadhafin fi kulli makan. Allahumma aghithi al-Muslimin al-Mustadhafin fi kulli makan. Allahumma aghithi al-Muslimin al-Mustadhafin fi kulli makan. Kullahum wa la takun alayhim. Umkur lahum wa la tamkur bihim. Waj'al al-da'irata ala man baga alayhim. Ibad Allah. Inna Allah ya'mur bil-adli wal-ihsan. Wa ita'i dhi al-qurba wa yanha al-fahshai wal-munkari wal-baghi. Ya'udhukum la'allakum tadhakkaroon. Udhkuru Allah yadhkurkum. Washkuruhu ala ni'amihi yazidkum. Wala dhikru Allah akbar. Wallahu. Wasna'oon. Wa aqim